0: Welcome to the Ghost Story Guys mini-show for Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020. I'm Brennan Store. I'm Ian Gibbs. And this is the show where we answer your questions, emails, texts, and everything else to find out what's going on with you. It is now finally past Halloween, and although we are recording this before Halloween, we can only assume that you have survived it,
1: Ian. Um, let's go with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I survived
1: all the other years, but I'll tell you, I did 14 nights of ghost walks in October, And I'm down for literally two ghost walks in November, like two, like not even double nights, like just one single ghost walk. I'm (laughs) relieved to hear that
0: because you sound like an old Pontiac just slowly falling apart.
1: (laughs) I'm feeling it. This year I'm feeling it way worse than other years. I don't know what's going on.
0: We've been talking off and on, and, and you mentioned that you, your, your ankle hurts, your knee hurts. I, I sent you a couple boxes of throat coat tea to yeah, at least like preserve yeah, your speaking great, voice. Actually.
1: Thank you, by the way.
0: Oh, hey, no problem. Yeah, the, the magic of the internet. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm hoping that you've survived and uh, you will have time to rest. And now that we have hit November, typically a, sl- a slow time of year mm-hmm. for us here at The ghost Story Guys, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Yeah. Although again, as Halloween is over for the people listening to it now, it is not quite for us. And hmm. just yesterday, we recorded our guest spot, our second guest spot, actually, on the Booze and Bourbon podcast with Kim That's and Jen. That's right. They had us on to talk about um, our well, our, our little friends, the the good folk. Yep. And it, funny enough, when they brought it up, and I think I can say this because I, I believe the episode will drop by now, I thought they were kidding when they <laughs> <laughs> when they said that was going to be the topic of the show, and they were not. Uh, But we had a really great time talking to them. And if you haven't heard that yet, make sure to go check it out. You'll be able to find it uh, wherever Booze and Bourbon streams or podcasts. So iTunes, all those good places. First up, listener mail. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to
1: believe you.
0: So first up, we had a message from Lisa. And Lisa writes in from the UK to tell us about her visit to the famous Roman Baths and Abbey in the city of Bath. In order to visit the baths, you have to book a time slot, and she arrived a little early for her, so she waited in line, and as she waited, the older lady who was managing the line looked her up and down a couple times with a suspicious eye. You get used to that, Lisa. It just happens. <laughs> and it took her a few minutes to figure out what she was looking at, and so Lisa says, I had, possibly a little clumsily, decided that day to wear my GSG shirt, and printed in big blue letters across my chest was the tagline, Into the Darkness We Go. ha. <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> that's really funny.
0: In that moment, I realized that A, as great as I think my t-shirt is, not everyone will know of your podcast. And B, this poor lady was wondering if she was about to admit a Satan worshiper or dark arts practitioner and what I might be doing entering a place of worship. Says Lisa, I probably should have considered my wardrobe a little more that day. So there you are. Hopefully it stuck in her mind so much that you guys got a little publicity that day, even if for slightly controversial reasons.
1: <laughs> F- thanks for picking up a shirt, Lisa. That's, that's pretty great. All right, Chris uh, also wrote in, and he said, Tonight, about 20 minutes ago, I was chatting with my mother. She stood in the doorway of her room. I was in another room, and she turned on the light. A very bright green light illuminated the doorway, almost like she was standing in front of a green screen. It was there for a second and then gone. I know what you're going to say. Burnt out light. I assumed that, too, and checked all the lights. They still work. Nothing burned out. My cat was in the room, and he seemed okay, not freaked out. I, on the other hand, am perplexed. She didn't see the light flash. It was so bright that she would have had to have seen it if it was a light bulb burning out, but she didn't. Any ideas? I see lots of flashes and get sudden thoughts in places, not just in my house. This, although perplexing to see at first, doesn't scare me. I'm just confused. Now, honestly, when I read that, I'm thinking you need to go see an ophthalmologist. Oh, okay. Really? Not kidding. Not kidding. That is one of the early signs of, I think it's macular degeneration. Oh, really? It's not good. The feelings and thoughts in places. No, that's going to be all you dude. And the fact that he saw it and his mother didn't. um, If you're seeing flashes and I say this to anybody who's experiencing anything and they're like, oh, maybe it's the paranormal. Okay. First of all, go rule out the physical absolutely and seeing flashes uh is not a good thing so i hope you're fine and please let us know that you are because i'm sure you are but you need to go get that checked out yeah
0: fair enough i'm glad you said that because I, I was just going to say i've heard of this but i did not even think about uh about getting it checked
1: well i'm a complete <laughs> mess medically so i think you should get- <laughs> But you know what? It's funny because my mom's a nurse. So the only way we went to the doctor is if our ears were bleeding and like, I am, I am still of that nature pretty much. But, um, I do know vision is not something you mess around with. And, uh, yeah, you, you definitely want to go check that out.
0: Next up is Megan. Megan says, I wanted to tell you about a weird thing that happened while I was trying to listen to the last mini show from October 6th. It may have been some glitch or possibly a ghost that made an appearance in one of the stories that was embarrassed by how it behaved." I could not and still cannot make it through the episode. About 15 minutes in, every time I have tried to listen, the sound starts and stops and then switches to another episode entirely. It is also bizarre because the total time for the episode gets messed up. After it switches, the episode runtime shows only 4 minutes total. That has never happened before and has not happened with anything else. I'm trying to think if that was our first mini-show. I don't think it was. But I know there was one mini-show where there was some kind of problem with... Like something the
1: metadata in, or
0: something? Yeah, I was just going to say, something in the metadata, yeah, and I had yeah. to go in and repair it. Uh-huh. So I would say delete it, try and download it again, and uh, if that doesn't work, it's hard to say. I mean, we, we have had issues like this in past, mm-hmm. but they don't seem to affect everyone, and it's kind of hard to know what the hell is going on. I mean, I, it's convenient to say, hey, I just think it's ghosts, because that sounds cool, and it excuses me from any kind of fuckery in my end, but uh, it is very possible there's something in the production. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say yeah, download, uh, pardon me, delete it, uh, try da- refresh the RSS feed that you're using and then download it again and, and see nice. what happens.
1: Nice. Next one's from Sean. I'm writing because you once again apologize for the Irish translator gag on your show. I just wanted to let you know that was honestly one of the only times listening to a podcast I busted out laughing uncontrollably. So I just wanted to let you know that maybe just for me, the joke landed thank you for the hours and entertainment it always puts me in a better mood to see a new episode have a great day and stay safe um it no the irish one actually did work but yes. that's because you kind of set it up the one that didn't work was was it filipino was it Tagalog? it, it, it was the tagalog yeah Tag, yeah yeah um that was the one that did not work because we didn't set it up yes uh yeah (laughs) irish guy from fiverr it's it's still one of my favorite bits too mine too mine too actually um and it's too bad uh we can't um bring him back because he's doesn't he disappeared he did for a while he's back now (gasps) yay yes does he know he's a huge podcast star with our tens of hundreds of listeners
0: well considering how little we paid him i don't think he cares Um, but uh, yeah, we, we Irish guy. His name is Patrick. Really, uh, of course it, it is. is not. It is Patrick O something. <laughs> it never it doesn't give you a last name. <laughs> Just Patrick. But uh, but yeah, he is back on on Fiverr. So hopefully, um, we we have an opportunity to make use of his services again in the future. Excellent. Before we ended our um, uh, advertising partnership with Studio Headphones, I had started writing an ad where all of us were in group therapy. You, me, and Irish guy from Fiverr. Oh, funny. But uh, we we had a bit of a well, I won't get into it. But we had a bit of an issue with that that sponsorship towards the end, and so we we ended up discontinuing it. But um, yeah, I, I was always disappointed. I never got to use that gag. So mm-hmm. maybe in the
1: future. Excellent. I'm sure you can wrap it around something.
0: I have no doubt. Next up is Barb. Barb says that story you told about the dark spot in the apartment building and you needing to sage yourself when you got home made me think of when I used to go to a certain Bible camp in BC. I will resist the urge to name it, but the only place I ever felt comfortable there was in our cabin, which I always cleansed, and on the beach. Every time I left that place, I felt like I was covered in cobwebs.
1: Mm. Honestly, Bible camps in general tend to be creepy places. Part of it is there's a very much an abandoned atmosphere to them, especially if they're owned by like a diocese or a church specifically, because they don't get used the rest of the year, and they become quite... I don't want to say haunted, but it, you've talked before about how humans vacate a place. Sometimes some another energy will move into it. And sure, yeah. I kind of feel like it's a bit like that. Interesting. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like there's a lot of uses for a camp, if, you know, apart from summer. I mean, you have some kind of like sexy adult getaway okay, thing.
1: Okay, no. Uh, ew. The cabins we had at the camp uh, on Titus Island, first of all, you had to take a ferry to get there. Secondly... The bathrooms had electricity and the main building had electricity. Nothing else did. The cabins did not have glass in the windows, just bug netting. There were no lights and you had to pull your own mattress down there at the beginning of the summer.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I can't imagine anyone wanting to turn up for a a, a weekend tryst and have to lug in their mattress.
1: From what I understand, someone has bought that land and they've flattened all the cabins. So.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm sure there will be a luxury condo no one can afford there, and it's dead soon enough.
1: Uh, Probably not, because it's all controlled by the Island Trust. Oh, okay. Mm. So, I don't know what they're going to do with it. It's a huge piece of land. Well, my my fingers are crossed for Sexy Time Resort, so. (laughs) Of course it is. Our next message came from Carol. Hi, guys. I had to order my Ghost Story Guys t-shirt to support you guys and your amazing podcast. Thank you, Carol. Keep up the great work and loving the short podcast shows. You guys are really an amazing team. Look forward to your shows for many years to come. Thanks, Carol. Well, that brings up an interesting question, Brendan. Do tell. How does one get a Ghost Story Guys t-shirt? Well, first, put an X on the
0: nearest post office box in white chalk.
1: <laughs> <and> then wait. <laughs> like the, the Passover angel of death?
0: I, I was thinking more like Gene Hackman, An Enemy
1: of the State, but your thing is sounds cooler. Oh, okay. Well, mine's a little more classical, I think. Is. I think it is. Yeah,
0: uh, you can get your Ghost Story Guys shirt by going to ghoststoryguys.com and following the links to our Tea Public and Redbubble stores. And from there, you have access to any number of designs. We've got great stuff ranging from our classic logos in both white and black to our neon logos designed by Canadian artist Becky Campbell to several options designed by Bob Vasquez. There are also stickers, mugs, uh, in some cases, wall art. A lot of the stuff isn't high enough resolution to be full-on wall art, but there are mm. a handful of them that are, and all kinds of other stuff. There are leggings. Um, yeah. So head on over to ghostoryguys.com, follow the links to our TeePublic and Redbubble stores to find out how to get your own Ghostory Guys t-shirt. And thank you very much, Carol. Uh, next up is Nicole, and, and this, one, this one really tickled me.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just started listening to your podcast a few days ago while I work, and I really enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Anyway, have you guys heard about the famous Ghost Adventures crew of Zach Baggins in the U.S.?
1: <laughs> no, no, we have not.
0: No, who's that guy? <laughs> he owns a museum in Las Vegas, Nevada, with a bunch of haunted artifacts, including the famous Dybbuk Box. I heard the place is insanely haunted now. I recommend stopping by whenever you're out that way.
1: Oh, so, Nicole. She really has just started listening. So She we'll, really has. We'll be nice. But, we're very grateful that you did, Nicole, but we have some sad truths for you. You go <laughs> ahead and talk about your experience at the Las Vegas, Nevada Haunted Museum.
0: Well, yeah, I did go to the Haunted Museum in 2018 uh, with Shannon from Into the Fray. That's right. And I actually enjoyed it. I had a good yep. time there. I, it was it was expensive, but I, I enjoyed it. I don't know about haunting necessarily, except in maybe one or two spots. Uh right. but Certainly, you know his collection of of spooky ookie crap is pretty pretty great. Yeah. Um. But we we used to really bag on Ghost Adventures a lot on this show, <laughs> uh, especially pretty much up to that episode, uh, up to the episode where we talk about the haunted museum. So it was episode twenty nine, and we stopped for a, a few reasons. One, just because you know we don't want to be defined by bagging on someone else. That's that's a that's a small petty thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and also, um, it occurred to me when i was in his haunted museum and he was upstairs in the office and was you know there was a chance of him coming down to say hi to the tour all of a sudden the reality of it all hit hit me
1: That it's an actual person yes yeah
0: yeah not just someone on the screen i can yell at when i'm yeah. annoyed yeah and yeah. so we kind of thought okay well no, time to time to be grown-ups and, and move on
1: okay but that being said <laughs> I have to tell you, his stock in my book plummeted even further when I saw the headline, Zach Baggins to investigate the Lion King Zoo. Oh, the Tiger King. <laughs> the Tiger King. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, that is just the most insane crossover. The so man's yeah. got bills to pay you. Oh, embarrassing. Yeah. I don't know. You, you, you pay me enough money.
0: I'll wander around your tiger cage with a magnifying glass and deer stalker cap.
1: <laughs> I'm not above selling my my honor and my dignity. For- well, you know what? If you'll do it with the tigers in there, I'll pay them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Justin says, I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now and have loved every episode since I started listening. Well, bless your heart. I work in a hospital screening patients for Ooh, so it's almost always calls for some early mornings, and hearing you two that early always cheers me up. Wow, Justin, you are an up person, and I'm impressed. Today was no different, but the podcast I chose to listen to today was very strange. An ex-friend of mine texted me late last night, trying to crawl her way back into my life. This friendship was not only very toxic, but she was very manipulative, and it took me a long time to finally break away. The text left me confused and enraged, wondering why she would text me now after a whole year of not speaking. I contemplated texting her, but deep down I knew that was not a good idea. I got in my car to go to work and randomly picked episode 85, The Phantom of the Factory. In this podcast, you both talk specifically about toxic relationships and how everyone has the strength to leave them. I found this to be very odd as well as reassuring. The world really does work in strange ways, huh? Anyway, this really lifted my spirits, and I just wanted to thank you for everything you guys do. Wow, that is so cool. That is so I mean, not cool cool that you had a manipulative friend, but um, that's really cool that, um, you know, the universe kind of came together to send you a message like that. That's really neat.
0: Yeah, and and we're really happy we could be part of that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to know we're making a, a positive difference for people out there.
1: Well, and you know what? I think the reason Justin had a hard time getting rid of this person, he's obviously a seriously nice guy who is a giving person yeah and you're gonna attract those slime balls like a moth to a flame so i get it and and i get why it would be hard because either, even though this person is being manipulative and toxic and all the rest you feel bad for walking away but yeah you ultimately don't have a choice because like a drowning man they'll just take you down with him
0: just before you move on uh justin mentioning turducken reminded me and this goes to what you said a couple episodes ago about how. Listening to the podcast from newest to oldest won't make much sense because you'll mm. miss the in jokes. Mm-hmm. We had someone write in and ask, "Why do we keep talking about turducken? What is that? What do you mean?" <laughs> turducken is it's it's the pandemic. We 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 said it's uh it's like turducken in that it's gross, it's a bad idea, and no one really wants it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. yeah and we didn't want to spread the the name around anymore. We're tired of hearing it.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. It's hard to believe that was. March,
1: what? yeah, March. seven months.
0: Seven months, we've been doing it like this because my birthday separately. was
1: March 10th, and right. then it was the week after everything just sort of exploded. But even the week of my birthday, things were getting weird. I think it was like three days after my birthday, everything went into lockdown.
0: Not quite, no, because my last normal day was uh, was work on March 4th, uh, was March 14th. Nick and I went for breakfast, but I think even then it was, yeah, you're right, it was a little bit. Like, mm, this is a big. It was risk. super
1: close because Jay was starting working from home on that Monday,
0: and then Tuesday Nick had the exposure at work, and we right. were inside That's for right. two weeks. That's right, yeah.
1: So damn, there you it's, go. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Gene, I'm listening to the October 20th mini show, and I had to hit pause to send you a note. This is not the first time I've heard you both speak up for women and those who are perceived as vulnerable, and I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. While I listen to your podcast for the fascinating paranormal stories and the laugh-out-loud dialogue, I find myself frequently touched by your empathy and compassion. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and have been sexually assaulted twice as a teen, both times by opportunistic asshole acquaintances. That said, I just wanted to let you both know how much I deeply appreciate the way you take a stand and make your pro-women views known. I live in the U.S., and as you guys know, shit's getting crazy, and the lunatics are feeling emboldened. Yeah, I've that. To say it's making the rest of us nervous is an understatement. The world needs more of what you guys are doing. Keep it up. I rely on your podcast for a much-needed break and a laugh amid the working at home while my kids are online schooling and every day is the same craziness that my life has become. I hear ya. Okay, I have to say, though, she's, she's talking about, you know, it's only in the U.S. that shit's getting crazy and the lunatics are feeling emboldened. It's happening up here, too. Oh, so, oh, yeah,
0: I, we, I'm, I'm cracking my knuckles. This is, this is going to be a whole thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you so go first. I don't want you to think you are alone in the US because we are seeing the same stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, this this is it's 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 happening everywhere. The rise of authoritarianism is happening across the world. And I do believe that the greatest threat to stability of North American society, at least is white nationalism. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it here. I don't care if you don't like me yeah. saying that. Well, you're welcome to stop listening. But that is absolutely the greatest threat to democracy right now, is domestic terrorism. Again, turn it off if you don't like it. That is the truth. That's why you need to vote. And that's why you need to stand up for what's right. And you know, you know what's right. I mean, we say what we can here. You know, we don't say much. We could say more, but we try not to be political. This is an exception, obviously. (laughs) But the thing is, we're living through a pivotal moment in history right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And there is going to be a moment when we are required to look back and people are going to ask, what did you do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by God, I haven't done much, but at least we can do these things.
1: Mm -hmm. And just look at history. You you really, you really don't know. Look at history. It will tell you everything you need to know about the path we're currently on and where it can lead us. And if you're not okay with that then you need to do something about it. And, and yeah, I know I, I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, this is not hard. This is not a challenging, you know, should I, should I be against this? Like this is, like, <laughs> oh my God. sorry. Yeah.
0: And, and, if, and if, and if you find yourself saying, well, but, but, but you're part of the problem, you're just part of the problem. Yeah. And that doesn't mean yeah. you can't be part of the solution too. Yeah. But you got to get past your own hangups and your own, well, but what about this? Because whataboutism is nonsense that people use to stop themselves from having to actually do anything useful. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, Yeah. So it it just drives me crazy when I turn on the news and I see what's happening in, in, yeah, in Canada. I mean, look what happened to those poor Mi'kmaq fishermen. Yeah, I know. It's insane. That is terrorism. That's just terrorism. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, we, uh, anyways, thank I you know, so much. I
1: know, we could go on and on, but we won't. <laughs> yeah,
0: because this, this isn't that format. I, no. I know we've talked about this kind of stuff a little more than usual on the last few shows, but it's just hard when it's, it's so
1: close to the surface all the time. Yeah, and that's it's, the thing. I think that's a great way to put it, that for a long time, this type of behavior and these attitudes and this it has been buried. It's always been there, but it's been true. at least restrained. And I think that's a great way that Gene put it was that people are becoming emboldened and that's when it gets scary.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because you're right. People used to say this stuff, you know, sometimes you get comfortable. They get comfortable with you. Yeah. And then they start saying stuff and you think, wow, what? Okay. That no, I'm not okay with this. But now they don't even have to feel comfortable with you. No, no, now it's just mainstream. So, um, yeah. Thank you, Gene. And, uh, stay safe. Yeah. Our final message tonight comes from Robin. Robin says, I know that it's been your policy not to discuss Turducken. I respect that immensely. However, I did want to say thank you for at least addressing it in this last episode. See, I'm a healthcare worker on the front line. Mm. Every day we see patients suffering the effects of this unimaginable illness. Each week we come to work wondering which co-worker will be out on quarantine this week and who can cover their duties. Most of us have already been tested positive and have done our quarantine and come back. But we are spent. We are tired. We are running on empty and now face the addition of the seasonal flu season. Mm -hmm. Add to that the addiction and homelessness and you have a recipe for personal disaster. We lean heavily on each other, but we have seen healthcare providers simply walk away from their hard-earned careers of caring for others under the stress. I myself have done my own testing and quarantine. 14 days locked away in my bedroom away from my husband, an autistic teenager, who has difficulty understanding this world right now. Mm. Your podcasts have kept me company along with my ghost story books and Netflix. You and the other listeners have kind of become family, in a weird long-distance way. People who have seen and heard paranormal things just like me. Everyone needs an escape, especially right now, and a feeling of belonging, especially in a community where you feel so foreign. You, for me, have provided that escape, along with some much-needed laughter when all you want to do is cry. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for the stories, the encouragement, the laughter, and the insight you share with us all. Thank you. As someone from the front line, please take this advice. Wear a mask. Wash your hands social distance, and speak kindly to each other. Thanks for listening. Much love and gratitude, Robin. I think that one just stands on its own. Thank you. We're glad we can be here for you as a small comfort in your day. Mm -hmm. Well, we got heavy towards the end there, Ian. lord well shake it off shake it off shake it off <laughs> i won't start singing though you told me i'm not allowed to do that anymore no you're not i'm singing these Streisand tunes in the pre-show and you're all <laughs> no don't do that how'd you
1: get in my house don't yeah <laughs> yeah don't you know step on my territory there sonny
0: of course well, how could i hope to challenge <laughs> country music phenom and gibbs
1: and now it's time for chicken talk
0: That's right, it's Chicken Talk, where we get updates on Ian's chicken population. Although, sadly, this is not a happy Chicken Talk.
1: No, we have taken a hit. We have taken a hit. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying here. I'm really trying, but I have never seen this level of predatorial little garbage rats. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I told you I'll stop eating all your
1: crackers. Yeah, <laughs> trash, I'm pandas. Sorry. trash pandas. Trash uh, pandas. Yeah, no, it, it would appear that a um, raccoon... Uh, got the lead chicken, Big Red. Um, oh man, I didn't yeah. realize it was Big Red. Yeah, and I think it was because she was the one who probably came at him when he tried to get the flock. Right. So, yeah, gave her life for her. Oh sisters. man, I know. And we were really upset around here. Actually, um, it was it actually hit us harder than we thought. But yeah, they pulled her from under the fence and dragged her down Uh, down into the ravine. I know. So the other hands are fine with it. They've moved on. reestablished the pecking order. Everything is running smoothly. The fence has been tightened. And uh, yeah, and we're giving them lots of pumpkin guts because all the neighbors are bringing us their, (laughs) they're bringing us all their um, innards from their pumpkins. Right. Which is making the girls very happy. Well, that's something. It's a lot like when an Italian dies and everyone brings you food. Exactly. Exactly. And it works. It's worked for centuries. So, you know, why mess with the good things? So as sad as we are, the flock is still there. Yeah. Remember Big Red. Hashtag remember Big Red. That's going to be my new thing.
0: This one's for you, Big Red. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. this has been Chicken Talk (laughs) up next is the part of the show where I find more ways to write off my streaming video expenses that is better in the dark Welcome to Better in the Dark, the part of the show where I recommend two horror movies to you because going outside was for suckers even before the virus. Halloween is over. Boo! I know, I know, I don't like it either, but that doesn't mean we need to stop watching scary movies. Hell, the best part about this time of year is that night takes over about three quarters of the hours in the day, which leaves plenty of darkness for your imagination to fill with many and varied horrors. Speaking of many and varied horrors, This time around, I'll actually be recommending three movies to you instead of two, and that's owing to the fact that I watched a lot of good ones in the run up to October 31st. The first and second most recent of the films is Alone, released to video on demand earlier this year. Alone was directed by John Hyams, and it's a remake of the 2011 Swedish film Gone. Hyams isn't a well known name among general audiences, but he's a solid action director and has given the world the two best Universal Soldier films. Regeneration, and Day of Reckoning since the original. Honestly if you're into classic 90s style action, there's a whole subgenre of directors who really deserve your attention. Uh, Guys like Stephen C. Miller and Isaac Florentine to name two. I'll stop there because otherwise this is going to become a full-length podcast and no one needs that, but do yourself a favor and look up some of their stuff. As for Alone, Alone tells the story of Jessica, a recently widowed woman running from the trauma of her husband's suicide. Along the way, she's menaced and eventually abducted by a stranger who takes her to his remote cabin in the Pacific Northwest. From there, the film follows her trying to survive the forest as she searches for help. The film moves fast, it never stays in one location for very long, and in that way it reminded me a lot of Jeremy Saulnier's Green Room. Green Room is all set in one location so it doesn't change locations quickly, but the events unfold very, very fast. Another similarity that Alone shares with Green Room is that when the violence does happen, it is sudden, brutal, and permanent. You know, a moment ago when I talked about 90s-style action, that was very glossy. The consequences were minimized. I think minimized is probably generous. These movies, there are definite, irreversible consequences to the violence. And that changes how the film lands. In the US, you can rent Alone via Apple TV, Redbox, Amazon, and Vudu. And in Canada, it's on Google Play. Also, as a bonus recommendation, check out Green Room. It's on Prime in Canada and Netflix in the U.S. I I could spend, again, another episode just talking about Green Room, but I won't. Next up is Blood and Black Lace, a 1964 giallo from director Mario Bava. Again, I'm going to have to resist my temptation to get into exactly what a giallo is and where the term comes from, but the Cliff's Notes version is that they're mood-heavy, often sexy murder mysteries that lean more on the crimes than on the investigations. Blood and Black Lace is one of the earliest films in the genre and I'd say it follows the template exactly, but it's probably more accurate to say it helped create it. The film follows a group of people who work in the Italian fashion industry, all of them about as terrible as you would expect, as a featureless killer picks them off one by one. Like all gialli, this one is about the style, and Blood has a goddamn ton of it. The costumes are gorgeous, the colors are rich, hell even the ugly people are attractive. The Italians might be insufferable babies when it comes to football, but they somehow still manage to make fundamentally unpleasant things like smoking and murder look really great. Once upon a time I found myself wandering through Milan for about a week, and let me tell you, I have never felt more like a hobo than I did just wandering the streets of Milan. It was a a sad state of affairs. Everyone was very well dressed. Blood and Black Lace is on Amazon Prime in the US, Canada, and Australia, and rentable for 99p from Amazon in the UK. Finally, the last film I'm going to send your way is also the newest, and that is Evil Eye. I found the film thanks to a Zoom panel on South Asian Horror Cinema sponsored by Fangoria Magazine, and I have to say, one silver lining of this awful, shitty pandemic is that there are way more options for distance learning available. For example, the film critic Walter Chaw has been offering free weekly Zoom lectures on various films via the Denver, Colorado Public Library system. And I guarantee you that if you watch just one of his presentations, you'll learn more about film than you ever thought possible. It's actually because of Walter that I found Blood and Black Lace. Another critic I'm a fan of, Jordan Cruciola, recently gave a Zoom lecture of her own on reevaluating the horror film Jennifer's Body, which was brilliant. We're actually supporters of her Patreon here at the show, and uh, I myself am also a big fan of her podcast Disaster Girls, which is an unironic celebration of disaster films. It's, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. But uh, the point of all this is that if you like movies and you want to learn more from people who are not only intelligent but passionate, it's never been easier. But uh, back to Evil Eye. Directed by Alan and Rajiv Dasani, Evil Eye's locations are split between Delhi and New Orleans but the perspective is unmistakably Indian, and and that sets the film apart from anything else I've seen lately. You know how, in demonic possession movies, people may or may not believe in demons, but no one needs a refresher on what they are? Evil eyes like that but for Hinduism. Karma, reincarnation, and the evil eye are all introduced as central parts of the plot, but no one feels the need to explain what they are. The film tells the story of Pallavi, the American-born daughter of Usha and Krishnan, who as the film begins are living in Delhi while Pallavi lives in New Orleans. Concerned that her daughter is in her late 20s and still unmarried, Usha plays long-distance matchmaker, sending Pallavi on a series of setups, which seem basically like blind dates. Side note, I've never been happier to be married than I am whenever I see dating depicted in films. Oof. On one of those blind dates, Pallavi meets Sandeep, a charming, handsome, wealthy young man, and the pair fall deeply in love. Or do they? I'm not going to tell you anymore, uh, because I want you to discover the plot for yourself, But come on, let's face it. Handsome, good-looking, rich dude just hanging out in a coffee shop waiting for you to turn up? That seems too good to be true, right? Come on. Evil Eye is at its visual best when shooting in Delhi, a city I know nothing about but now would give an arm to photograph at night. And it's at its emotional best when exploring the really real relationship between mother and daughter. Of the three films I've suggested here tonight, this is the most low-key in terms of action, but it's the one I was most emotionally invested in. And much of that is just because the cast is so goddamn good. So check out Evil Eye. It's on Amazon Prime pretty much the world over. And, I mean, I don't know about the world, but I checked our major listener countries. I checked Australia, the UK, Canada, the US, the Philippines. <laughs> it's on Prime, in at least in all those places. So it seems like you've got a pretty good chance of finding it for free if, if you have Prime. And if you don't, you can rent it through the usual places. That's it for now. If you watch any of the movies, shoot me an email at ghoststoryguys at gmail.com and I may read part of your message next time around. Till then, remember, scary movies are better in the dark.
1: But in the dark. But in the
0: dark. And now it is time to thank the members of Ghost Force. Ghost Force. That's right. Every second episode, we will thank the members of Ghost Force in this section. Because you guys are friggin nuts and we love you for it we do the members of Ghost Force are Ann Raimi Arwin Simons Chet Christopher Kunes Colin Gately Danny Hall Eric Abel Fat Sam 415 Hannah Brown Jackie McFarland Jeanette Patterson Jennifer Petty Julie Formanek Just Julie Karen Kimberly Hansen Mumpy Rug Mark
1: Simler, Mary Rose W.W. Melanie, Noel Kim, Rebecca Coutier, Rosemary Tinepe Shannon Warden, Stephanie,
0: and Tanya Downey. You are the few. You are the proud. You are Ghost Force. Thank you again to everyone who supports us at the Ghost Force level or at any level. Mm-hmm. You are what allow this show to go. Uh, without you guys, there wouldn't be a mini show. There wouldn't be. <laughs> there wouldn't be. There wouldn't show. be any show. Honestly, yeah. You make this all possible. So thank you from the bottom of our terrible, terrible hearts. <laughs> and if you want to join the team, head on over to patreon.com slash ghost That's patreon.com slash ghost We have tiers at the one, five, ten, twenty, and $50 levels. Gets you all kinds of cool stuff like access to the live shows, bonus episodes, stickers, magnets, all kinds of cool things. And of course... I would be remiss if I did not mention Ian's smash hit Christian Country album, Aware of Wonder.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's why people are signing up.
0: I guarantee it. (laughs) You get that if you sign up at the $20 level. You also, of course, get the Ghost Force shout out every other episode here on the mini show. Our theme song, Radio, Into the Darkness We Go, The Surfing Dead Mix, was composed by Peter of Pizanta Music and performed by Feta. The first half of the Better in the Dark theme is also composed and performed by Peter of Pizanta Music. And all other music and sound effects on this show come courtesy of Epidemic Sound. If you're looking for podsafe music and sound effects for your next project, head on over to EpidemicSound.com to check them out. I guess that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with another show. And until then, into the darkness we go.